those readings. Um, um, I just want to, we're doing our series on what church is, um, and this one is a countercultural one this morning, because I just want to explain how we actually join church, how we join church, um, the bride of that high priest. So there's the ancient high priest, oil pouring down upon him, Aaron, who was a picture of Jesus, and the life of God flows down onto the people. <coughs> Copyright Rowan Halton. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, but how do we join? Now, remember last time, we, we looked at how people in 2019 and 20 are on a happiness quest. But actually, I think if you took a survey, happy, happiness is right down. Because people should be on a truth quest. Not a happiness quest, because everything outside of truth is a lie. And then we looked at how Jesus is truth. And of course, he then leads to true joy. But how you get there into his life in church does at times look like it's not going to bring us immediate happiness, especially in today's climate where Jesus asks his bride to do things which would appear to the wider world as complete nonsense. All right, so how do we join the living God? How does the bride become the bride here this morning? <coughs> well, there's something that happens to church members, and this is the word of the day, and it's called conversion. And that's just what I want to teach this morning. The living God um, calls his people to be converted. So I got three words for you, and they'll be life-changing words. Conversion, repentance, and faith. Conversion, repentance, and faith. Now, in 2004, I was converted. I'm one of those people that can remember the time when the living God became real to me. Some people can't, and that's fine. It just is over a period of time. What I care about that this morning is this: we all love the living God. <clears throat> but I actually had a moment. <clears throat> I'll tell you about it one day. It was quite dramatic. But after I was converted, I became, and I became a Christian, I started having to say no to things that our great high priest, Jesus, didn't want me to do anymore. And the problem is, I was with a gang of boys, and we hung around in Lanishan and Thornhill, ran the streets. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't. But, <laughs> yeah, who's laughing? Um, but I actually had to say no to doing things that was really pleasurable in certain ways, but Jesus was like, uh -uh. nope, you're part of my bride now, and you trust me to give you joy. So, um, and what also happened was church started becoming really special to me, and I just loved being there with other people who knew Jesus more, knew the Trinity. And um, so I was like, oh, sorry, lads, I can't do that anymore, because Jesus says it's wrong, and I, actually, I want to be in church <laughs> tomorrow, so I can't come out with you and do that anymore. And they were like, what? Um, and they still will be today um, if you join the Church of the Living God. And that's why we had the first reading. This reading, right, is about um, the early church and their conversion. Listen to this. It's still the same today. You converts have had enough of the past of evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and their lust. 
their feasting and their drunken wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things that they do, so they slander you. Isn't that interesting? Because when I became a Christian, my, a lot of my friends started slandering me as well when I was having to say no to certain things. Um, so how is it then that we start saying no? The answer is we get converted as a church. Converted. Conversion. All right. What is it then, Owen? What is this strange word conversion? Okay. I once had a friend. Well, I've still got friends, but I once had a friend, and he was um, a maths student. And his maths teacher, in an economics lesson, was teaching numbers, and the teacher asked, what is conversion? And my friend had just become a Christian, <laughs> so he stuck his hand up, because the teacher was thinking about numbers. And um, my friend said, it's a complete change from one thing to another. And the teacher said, yes, can you explain more? <laughs> and then, instead of numbers, he talked about his spiritual change, about becoming an outsider from church and the life of God to an insider, becoming a Christian. And what did the teacher say? The teacher said, sit down, you silly boy. Yeah. Now, because, all right, it was probably in a, not the right place to do it, but the teacher thought, Conversion was a silly thing. Sit down, you silly. It was something to be ashamed of. Back in the early church here, the outsiders of the church thought gathering together to worship the Lord was a silly thing to do. But it's nothing to be ashamed of, according to our high priest, Jesus. What just happened to Rita and Gareth is part of the greatest story that will never end church membership. That's why we also read 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 9, which said this, you have turned from idols, dead gods, to serve the living and true God. Conversion. So let me get a bit more technical now. I'm sure you can follow because most of you went to Cardiff High. So it's a bit technical, but conversion is this. Conversion is one thing made up of two parts. How do I join this life of God? Oh, and how do I become a member? What's got to happen to me? Conversion is one thing made up of two parts. Let's repeat so, you, so, so you're awake. It's thing made up of... <laughs> it's patronizing, isn't it? Um, but it involves us. These two things, parts, involves us. Now... Growing up, I liked, I think I've told you this before, I liked wrestling, WWF wrestling. You did as well, you just don't admit it. And um, I think I told you, in wrestling, there's something called a tag team. Now, a tag team is one thing made up of two parts. It's one team made up of two people. And my favorite wrestling team growing up in Tonaruin and Lanish and High was called the Legion of Doom. And the Legion of Doom was one team made up of two people. The two people were called Hawk and Animal. And Hawk and Animal were always together because they made up 
one thing the Legion of Doom. Now, conversion is one thing made up of two parts. Here's part one. The turning away from, which is what Thessalonians said that church had done. <clears throat> That's repentance, turning away. And then part two is turning towards, going to, which is called faith. Repentance of faith. They always go together. They're the best of friends. And when they are together, they're called conversion. So what's repentance? That's turning from dead idols and the life of sin. Now, every one of us in this room is a sinner, even to this day. What it is, is turning from resolutely saying, I will live for that world which doesn't involve God and Jesus. It's the world where I am king. I don't want him in my life. I don't want church in my life. That whole entity of just sin. It's very different from church members now that do sin. But if you meet one who really loves the living God, they're like, oh, if I could be rid of that stuff. Oh, I would be. So repentance is turning from sin. In my last church, there was a man, and he told me one day he wants to cheat on his wife. And I said, that's not good. And he said, I know. But then he did it anyway. So he didn't do part one. Part one isn't just feeling guilty and admitting that destructive behavior is wrong. Part one is attempting to turn from it. So he knew it was bad, but he didn't turn from it. He still did it. Now, here's why I love church. Because church is where we come together to learn together how to turn. Because turning is so hard, isn't it? Sometimes. But we're here together. I hate Western individualism where everyone's on their own getting up to stuff. That's not church life. So, I just want to pause here to convey a fact that we quite often forget. Have you ever met this person? I won't become a Christian yet because I want to have my fun first and then I'll do the God stuff. We've all got that friend, haven't we? That was me till I was 20. You need to remember something about this turning because you won't do it unless you get this. You need to remember that the living God loves you. Loves you and the devil hates you, wants to destroy you and the devil will never ever say turn from sin and that. He just won't because he hates you. The living God says no to destructive patterns because he loves you. So it's not, oh, God's a spoil sport for not letting me do that. It's no. If he says no and turn from it, it's because he has something infinitely better for you instead of that, even if at first it doesn't appear like it to you, or if culture is demanding that you should indulge in that stuff, living God's like, no. Like, I'm a father, and when my boys try and rush across a busy road, I will say, because I love them, no. Because saying no is often the highest act of love we can do for people. In church, we help each other say no to destructive things. It's a bad parent that never tells their child no. It's a bad parent. So, back to the tag team, hawk and animal. One was repentance, the turning away from. The other one was the turning to, which was called faith. Thank you, Anne. Anne's listening. 
The turning to is called having faith. Now, if Nick at the back there turned all of the lights off and it became really dark in here, some of us might be feeling around blindly trying to get to the door, putting our hands on the pews, trying to get out like we're blind. We're guessing where we're going. Since my conversion, I have tons of people say, oh yeah, you've got that blind faith, haven't you? You're just sort of guessing about heaven, guessing about hope, guessing about joy. You don't really know. You've got blind faith. It doesn't really look at anything. And I go, eh, eh. wrong, because faith is a turning to. It's turning to someone who is very clear, very clear. We don't have blind faith. We turn to someone. We turn to facts about that someone, and they're very clear. We can place our trust in those clear, laid-out facts about our divine husband, Jesus. That's faith. So now I'm going to ask, tell you some facts about the living God. And if you trust them and have faith in them, you should be coming up to me after going, oh, and I'm not a church member, but I'd really like to be. You ready? There is a God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Fact. Nothing dark or blind about that. Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God who became man. Fact. We haven't kept God's law for how we should live, but he did, and he died a death for sinners. Fact. Do you believe that? And he rose again on the third day, and now he reigns as all-conquering Lord and lives to save lost people and bring them into his church. Fact. You believe that? And he's coming to end the world. Fact. You believe that? Now, I better uh, sort of draw this to a head. Those are facts. But I tell you, there's one person alive uh, who knows all of that stuff backwards, knows his Bible better than all of us put together, and that is the fallen angel, Satan, the devil. But here's why the devil, though he knows information about God, is not part of the church. And here's where we should be different. The devil doesn't do two things. Do you know the two things he doesn't do? He doesn't repent or turn from his hatred for Jesus or his hatred for church. And he doesn't turn towards those facts and live like they're special towards him. He just doesn't. So there's one more thing we need to do in this turning too. It's all part of conversion. And it's this, and it's what we do together in church. Um, we act on those facts together. Young and old, learning to become more like Jesus together. And we've all got miles to go, which is why church is such a blessing. Now, Anne uh, and Alwyn are putting uh, recipes together. Um, me and Neil, because we're modern men, have volunteered to be the first cooks for the church meal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're going to um, we're going to scan through what we could possibly cook, um, <laughs> and then. Um, but what we then have to do once we've got the ingredients, like whatever it is—flour, meat, um, veg, eggs—I don't know what you, yeah, butter. What we do when we get the recipe is, you, you cannot just stare at the list and say, oh, that's a good list. 
And then when you all come to the first feast, because you make a special effort because it's me and Neil, what would be bad is when you arrive, we just have had the information in our head and on a piece of paper and just hold it up to you. This is, this is a nice ingredient. I bet if we'd have done something about it, it would probably have been nice for you all. That would be bad, wouldn't it? Because information on its own isn't very helpful to anyone. So what me and Neil will do is turn from the empty fridge and go to the full Tesco or whatever. Alwyn tells me was in the, is within the budget. And then Lidl maybe. And then we buy. We buy the ingredients. And then we, because we act on the list. And then we come back and we rustle you up barbecue baps or something like that. Um, all of that to say, we act and we move on the information together because the facts of Jesus do mean something to us, don't they? And Romans 1 verse 5 says, faith produces obedience, and that is conversion. So when we go home today as a bride of the high priest together, and we want people in our jobs and our streets to go, hey, what's happened to you? And we can go, we've been converted. It's like we're converted every week in church, isn't it? And someone, we want people to say, hey, you're a better son, a better daughter. You're more loving and honest and kind and patient and less self-involved and more committed to church and to God than ever before. And we go, yep, that's conversion. We've come to the cross. We've cast our sins away. And now we live the life of God in a countercultural way. And that will breed peace and a sense of joy more than anything that a godless way of life can offer. All right, um, I'll close with this. In Ogmore Vale, there was a chip shop which went under new management, and it turned out it was for the worse, and the chips went downhill. No human being has ever come under management of Jesus and ended up worse. Under this new manager, we change for the better. And in the coming weeks, we're going to see how, how active he is by his spirit in even bringing us to the place where we want to be converted. That's all to come. To God be the glory now and forevermore. Amen. Um, I don't know what happens now, Rob. Sing. <laughs> we're going to sing songs of worship. 88, is it, Rob? Songs of Worship 88, and it's up on the screen. Please stand to sing.